Welcome back to Against the Clock. This is your host, Miranda Perry, and today we are coming to you with an interview with Regan Henning. Regan Henning needs no introduction here on the East Coast. She has been a competitive barrel racer and trainer for some time. Um, this one is kind of quick. Uh, there's a lot of information in here about um, training colts, storytelling flower, storytelling daisy, and kind of that mare power behind how they got started. Um, so let's just go ahead and jump to the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks. All right. So um, I don't know if you have a different perspective, if you and Morgan started at the same time, but just kind of like tell us about how you got started riding and kind of how you've ended up where you are. So Morgan got a pony whenever she was two, but I got my first pony for my fourth birthday. So we started riding about the same time, but my Mm -hmm. first pony, my mom and dad didn't have a whole lot of horse sense and decided to put me on a four-year-old little paint pony. And (laughs) that thing, just from it being green whenever it, you know, because it was only four, um, Mm -hmm. I had taken off my helmet at some point and sat it on the saddle horn harder than what I probably should have. And it took yeah. off running, drugged me. I ended up having to get super, my head super glued. <laughs> but oh, really? took me back to the back. Yeah, took me to the back of the chute a few times at horse sh- short. Yeah, at horse shows and dumped me in the chute. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't. I mean, I obviously wasn't around back then. But so, how long did you have this pony? I'm not sure how long I had that one, but I know I like. I don't think I had it for too long because I ended up getting a 30-year-old, like, pony with no teeth. <laughs> that was a lot more kid-suitable. Right. So, um, did you guys start out doing barrels or, um, like, what was really your interest at first just for you? I did the peewee classes some, but since Morgan did pleasure, I would always go mm-hmm. to those fair shows and... Morgan would do the walk trot lead with me, and I'd do pleasure just to keep me busy because I'd be bored. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, okay. So, um, at what time did you guys start doing barrels, and like when did that be like, okay, this is fun, this is what I think I want to do? Well, we really didn't get out of the 4 H shows until, um, uh, I want to say it was like 2009. Because that year at the fair, Strangles was going around, so we decided to enter Colonial Nationals that year, and then we just never really went back. Yeah. So who did you take that year to Colonials then? It was a horse that we leased. Um, His name was Sambo, and he was, Mm -hmm. I think, 17 whenever we got him. And he Mm -hmm. was a really nice kid's horse, like. He started out 3D and just got better and better as I got better. Mm-hmm. So would you say that that horse definitely helped make you into the rider you are? Oh, yeah, just because as I grew with him, he got faster mm-hmm. and just took care of me to where I could build confidence running. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so um, what all... 
Did Sambo run the poles? Is that he did barrels and poles, right? Yes, that is the only pole horse I have ever had, and he was a <laughs> nice pole horse. Yeah. I think I remember you sharing a video of him at Circle G at one point. Yeah, I always um, pull that out of the woodworks whenever someone will ask me, oh, what's your time in poles? And I'm like, well, this one time when I was seven, I ran a 19.7. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. So after Sambo, where did you go to? Like, which horse did you have? Um, The people who leased Sambo at Congress, the last year that I ran them, they took them away. Like, Mm -hmm. Out of the blue. And at that point, Dad said, you're not going through the winter without a horse. Well, that's whenever right. we came across Carla, Arthur, and Daisy. I tried her out at Jackson not very long after, and I didn't want her. She was too yeah. fast, and I didn't like it. I knocked all three barrels. I told Dad, I said, that horse better not be on this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, your dad didn't listen. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys got daisy and kind of tell us about your journey with daisy well the first time i ever like other than jackson my first time running her whenever i knocked all three we took her home and um i think as a navicular broodmare and like uh -huh. we took her home and took care of her navicular and then like, the first time I ran her at home, Morgan was on that little peppy valentine in the corner of the arena. Mm -hmm. And that thing mm -hmm. started messing around in the corner, and Daisy started bucking all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely yeah. think it took me a while to get used to her, just because I had to push her in order to get around the barrels. Like, Sambo, he was a very honest horse, and then it got to Daisy, and I had to, like, really focus on the fact that I had to keep my hands up and not just necessarily rely as much on the horse mm -hmm. i mean she she was a very nice horse don't get me wrong <laughs> but mm -hmm. i also had to put a little bit more work into her compared to sambo right so you were seven were you seven or were you whenever we first got her i was seven but okay. the congress that year i was eight okay so you got her at such a young age and started seeing such success. Um, how did you end up handling that kind of pressure at such a young age? Oh, I was awful. People hated me. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confident. And like, I can remember that I was like back in the shoot at the Congress that year before the finals, Kelly Bowser and Troy Krimrein were standing there with me. And telling me that I was too young to run in the class. And, like, I told them that, um, basically that I was going to beat them anyways. Because they were senior <laughs> citizens and so on and so forth. <laughs> I'd talk smack all the time. Like, some of my friends around the barrel races now will, like, admit to me, like, I really didn't like you very much. But, <laughs> but I did. I eventually grew out of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um... I know Daisy had a lot of big wins. I'd take us through some of your bigger wins with Daisy. Well, my first win was the Congress. Like, obviously, that's the biggest win I've probably ever had. Mm -hmm. But she, I won the Colonial Nationals on her in 2011. 
And I think the Congress in that run was the only, like, big wins that she had. But she set a couple arena records, but... Throughout all of that time with Daisy and then you got into cults, which I want to go into later, like how you guys started doing cults and everything. But was there someone that helped you guys throughout the time? Like, did you have a different mentor than Morgan? Well, I have a hard time listening to Morgan just because it's, you know, a sister thing. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, just because you're three years older than me doesn't mean you know anything. (laughs) But, um... No, the biggest people was um, Cody Bozerman, Denny Dawson, and then my uncle helped some, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But we've had a lot of people just kind of here and there kind of tell us things to help. Did they ever help you with that competitive mindset or like, did you just know because you were so young and you never really had the, I don't want to say filter, but you never had like the understanding of the full understanding of like what you were actually accomplishing to get nervous. I think the competitive mindset came a lot from having a sister that all is so barrel raced. <laughs> yeah. But we always tease and say that it was kind of bred into us because my dad, everything he does, it's like competition. So we've just grown up competitive with each other. And now, so how did you guys decide that you wanted to train? Like, what year was that? Um, what horses did you start out with? Like, how did you guys start training your infraturity colts? Well, we always had a few broodmares of Cody's at our house, and then we'd keep the babies until they're weaned and then send them off to him for him to run and stuff. Well, one year, I think it was... um we decided that we were going to keep that baby. Well, we had two babies, but we ended up selling one. Well, it was a horse named Lily, and then we had gotten Lucy because Carla had called Dad one day and said, Hey, do you want to have this horse, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of, I don't know, it kind of fell into our lap, I think. And then it was like, Well, we have this one. We might as well. Have both of them. Mm-hmm. And then after Lucy, I think Dad fell in love with the Faturities, and so we just kept getting young horses every year. Lucy's, but, what, 10? Yes, she's 10 this year. And so that would have been back in 2010 that you guys first started doing it. So you hadn't been doing barrels very long at all, really. Well... No, the, we, her maturity year was 2013, I want to say. Okay. Oh, so you guys had been doing it for a little bit. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I'm just trying to think, like, you're so young and you're training these colts that are also young. Like, that had to have been frustrating So, like, what did it look like for you, like, day-to-day, like, with riding them? Did you break them all yourself? Did you send them off to get broke? Like, how did you guys do it? We send them off to get broke. And, like, this year we used Caleb Lash, and he did a really good job with them. But, like, we've always sent them off to other people as far as because we don't want to get hurt because we got – 20-some horses to ride, and who's going to ride them if one of us gets hurt? Mm-hmm. 
And um, how how long do you guys get road on them? Do you do like 60 or 90 days? We send them off for 60 days so that they are able to properly ride without having to worry about getting bucked off or getting ran off with. Okay. And, and after that, we do that. Right. What finishing touches do you like them to have before you start patterning them? All the fundamentals as far as I want them to cross their feet over because in a turn, if they're taking an extra step instead of just crossing their feet, mm -hmm. it saves a lot of time if they're crossing right. their feet. But counterarching, honestly, just collection in general. And then I like a good slide stop on them. So we talked a lot about Daisy and Lucy and all that, but... Um, you're now riding Lucy's babies as well, I think, right? Or you guys have sold the last one. The I say we sold the last one. We would have had one for this year, but it didn't get the colostrum it needed whenever it was born. Okay, gotcha. Um, so you rode a lot of the same maternal line. Do you think that that's given you an edge, like for more of or Lucy's babies? I think that they do have like the same like style kind of but other than well i guess a good example would probably be like lucy she wanted to go 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 and her baby was kind of well i blame it on him being a gelding but <laughs> um just kind of like oh yeah we can do this today <laughs> i suppose yeah. not a lot of fire yeah, which I think he'll get it with time. It's just we like to have the fraternity horses, and I don't think he would have been ready for it. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, and, you know, you guys have so many horses, you can't keep them all. That would yeah, it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> it would make me sad, too. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, okay, so you've now graduated high school. You had a very weird graduation because you graduated this year. Um, what's really your plans? Like, do you want to be a trainer? Are you going to go to school and then try to fall back on it? Or do you even know yet? Cause you're young. All right. So I am going to school for nursing. Okay. But mom and dad wouldn't like to hear this very well, but <laughs> Me and Morgan, in reality, on the sidelines, are like, hey, we're not actually going to use our degrees. We're going to train barrel horses for a living. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You have something to fall back on if you need it. But we want the health insurance, so we're going to work 312s a week is what we're going to somehow get in. <laughs> that is smart. I actually just, I'm losing my insurance at the end of the month, and it's, like, super expensive to get it anywhere else. So do that. I got Morgan in my ear every night. Set talk, we talk about that all the time. <laughs> like, what oh. are we going to do? Are we really going to um, <laughs> use our degrees or are we just going to train horses? You know, you can use your degrees to train horses. How about that? Like, Morgan, I think, is mm. going to go get her MBA. So she's going to learn a lot of business stuff. So it's very applicable to anything. So my dad wanted to know. He's like, does, which one does she like better? Do you like preparing for the shows or do you like being at the shows and running more? Like, what's your favorite part of your... Of, I enjoy of being work? at the shows and running more just because all the time and preparation, it's like 
just like whenever, you know, Corona was big as far as there's no horse shows, it was driving me insane <laughs> being at home mm -hmm. all the time because right. you're putting in all that work and not seeing any results because you're stuck at home. Right. You can never see if your work's actually mm -hmm. doing anything. Okay. All right. And then we had a question from Casey, and I'm going to say this wrong. Casey Fayette, maybe? Um, she That's asked, what I said. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she asked a question about breaking the horses, which I got in there earlier. But she also wanted to know that because you and your sister ride a bunch of different horses, how do you decide who rides what? Like, how do you divvy it out? Honestly, we called dibs on them while they're still in the womb. We'll, we will agree there's two mares and we're like, all right, who gets that baby and who gets this baby? Like, our four-year-olds from this year, same mare, same gelding. So we just had, not gelding, stud. <laughs> uh -huh. And we're like, all right, each recipient mare, you pick one, I'll pick the other. And anyways, so we just called dibs on them in the womb. Okay, and then once they come out and everything, like, do you guys stick with them? Or once you are like, eh, I don't know if this one fits me. For the most part, we stick with them just because we don't really like sharing horses. That's fair. But, like, we kind of want to finish what we start. So it takes a lot for us to, like, finally be like, all right, can we trade horses for a little bit? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I get that. Um, so with that, do you think that you and Morgan's riding styles are similar or how, how do you view your, your riding styles? I definitely think that our training methods are similar because that's, we have learned from the same people in the same room at the same time, mm -hmm. but our riding styles are definitely very different. <laughs> She's very conservative and guide style where I'm like, send it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, how does that end up playing out? Because I know that you guys ride horses for a lot of different people. So, like, how does that play out for you guys when you're trying to consign one to sell it? Like, does it does usually? It on, yeah. If we th if we don't have it for a very long amount of time, or even if we do, if it's somebody else's horse. Since mm -hmm. it's not ours to keep forever, we're more okay with sharing because we're trying to make a good horse. Right. But, like, we will ask that person if they're okay with the other riding it. Mm -hmm. Just to make sure that they're not in the dark about it because, you know, I mean, it's not a big secret. Like, hey, can my sister train on it for a little while? Right. Well, that's good. And then you get some different eyes on it, which is always mm -hmm. helpful. Okay. All right. So, like, I kind of touched on this earlier, too, about your success at a young age. Um, do you have any advice for any young kids that are in that situation like you were, like, on on how to handle it or anything? Honestly, probably just to work hard. Don't let other people bring you down, but also you don't want to lose friends over the fact that you're running better than them because not everybody's at your level. So mm -hmm. you want to be nice to them and tell them that they did a good job. Even if they bring up that you did better than them, just tell them that they did a good job and that they're going to get there someday too. 
Do you have a favorite drill? Do you even do drills? Because I know a lot of people that don't do drills. So. Listen. Not. We probably. We do slow work at least twice a week. If. Depending on what the horse needs that week Mm -hmm. to fix their problems. They can be slow worked anywhere from two to four times or five times a week. Right. Because you don't want to overdo it because then they don't pay attention to the slow work that you're doing because they just get used to it and they just go through the motions. Right. So that is, so basically a slow work is your drill then. And then like if you have, I can't do them on red, but rollbacks. How do you feel about rollbacks? Just running up and down the wall, I don't like it because mm-hmm. you're not really doing anything. Right. Like, you have to have a little bit of um reason to what you're doing and why you're doing it. Like, our, what you would quote-unquote rollbacks that we do is mm-hmm. you stay about five foot away from the wall and then slide them into a stop and turn twice instead of once. But you're also loping, but it's just to get their feet up underneath of them without turning the barrel constantly, making them want to turn it bad. Right. But what is your favorite arena anywhere? Honestly, it's in a horrible part of town, but Jackson, Mississippi, where they used to have Youth World and where they have that All-American Youth. I love that arena so much. I've actually heard that a lot. So what what made it fun? Honestly, I like smaller patterns, and it's just big enough to where you still have time in between the barrels to do your job. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Do you have a favorite run memory? Yes. It was Lucy's um, beginning of her futurity year. It was Oklahoma City in the youth class as a three-year-old. And I think, I don't remember who was winning right this moment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, Guy's Voodoo Bug. That's the horse that was winning at the time. And it's a very nice horse. And it had ran a 15-4. And I was just, we had just been at Cody Boserman's house. And he had a white bulldog that I kept telling Dad that I wanted because Cody said that we could have it. And I just would not shut up about that dog before I ran. And Dad eventually just looked at me and said, Listen, if you win this, we'll go back and we'll get that bulldog. (laughs) And I was first after the big drag. I was still talking about it during the big drag. Mm -hmm. And Lucy went in there and freaking laid down a run, ran at 15-3. And I come out and Dad calls Cody and said, Hey, um... I guess we're coming to pick up that bulldog. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, hold on a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's fun. So, yeah, Dad mm-hmm. stopped making bets with me after we got a dog and a donkey. <laughs> Do you still have the donkey? And, yes, we still have the donkey. We actually bought him a friend <laughs> because <laughs> I thought he was lonely. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. Okay. Um, all right. If you could run any horse and throughout time, 
which horse would it be? Honestly, probably Scamper. Scamper, okay. Either that or Hotshot or, you know, Martha. Not your Martha, but, um... <laughs> oh, Lindsay Sears, Martha. Duke. Oh, I could go on for days. Mulberry. I don't blame you. You just gave me too many to choose from in a very short amount of time. <laughs> you can pick them all. What has been your favorite horse that you have trained? Um, That Star 67 mare. Just because I... That horse should not have turned out how she did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because whenever she first got broke, our arena had flooded inside. So we had like a little like track pen sized barrel pattern set up because half the arena was flooded. Oh. Well, it was like my third or fourth day riding her after she had gotten broke. And like I had that thing loping around the barrels bareback, just messing around because I couldn't get anything done with no room because it was in the right. middle of winter. Mm-hmm. But she did. She turned out all right. She didn't know how to counter arc until about two months before the BFA. And <laughs> she's just, she has a great personality. Like, I think that's what really, like, tops her off cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. Well, she is very fun to watch. She looks like she's fun to ride. She She's very smooth. Yeah. Well, that's good. But, like, I always used to argue with Mom and Morgan that she wasn't my favorite, that Lucy was my favorite, because Lucy had done very well for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, Lucy's my favorite. Well, Lucy is a witch <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> And, like, Star just slowly got further and further up in my heart. It's like, I love you. (laughs) Because we got her as an unbroke three-year-old. And so it's like, I spent a lot of time on her. Just trying to get her caught up with the rest of the horses. Okay. Well, I mean, she's so fun. I wouldn't have known that if you hadn't have said it about... She just, she flies. She always well, looks so funny. Yeah. She puts up with a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that it? skeleton that I paint on her, she yeah. just stands there for an hour and a half, doesn't move at all. So do you paint other people's horses, too? Like, do you charge for that? I did one year, and I called it um, Shiny Heinies. And like I did, I went to the fair and I painted people's horses. I made like a hundred bucks in a day. And I'm like, oh, I need to do this more often. Yeah, this would have been a really bad year for it, though. Yeah, <laughs> with everything going on. And that's our episode, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, please let me know who you guys want to hear from. If you have any questions. Um, if you guys would like some more one-on-one episodes, that was kind of a one-off for me. Um, <clears throat> I am going to be traveling, so I don't know if I'll have content out to you guys next week. I'm going to try very hard to. <clears throat> but in the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review if you feel so moved. Um, and thanks for your time. Have a good one.